Welcome back to the official start of Season 2 of the New Thought Project. I am your host, Benjamin Tankersley, and I gotta say, it's good to be back. It's been a while, been a crazy year, uh, so I definitely appreciate you guys for finding the time to actually listen to my podcast. Uh, As always, we're gonna jump in, gonna dive in here, and surprisingly, I'm not gonna talk a whole lot about the events um, so much that have surrounded 2020, like covid I'm not going to talk about that today, I'm not going to talk about the election, none of that. I'm going to focus on something a little bit more specific that highlights a bigger issue with our society, much like season one where I covered um, topics like transgenderism, socialism, you know, homosexuality, things like that, uh, which are larger issues than um, you know, the election and whatnot. And it's going to be a, a little bit different just because I am going to be talking about one case in particular, but like I said, it highlights that bigger picture. Um, And that case is the case of Sarah Fuller. If you haven't heard about it, just a quick summary. Sarah Fuller was the first woman in a Power 5 conference to to actually play uh, in a Power 5 conference football game. Um, She was the, or she is the kicker for Vanderbilt right now. And, you know, one has to wonder, okay, uh, okay, she she must be a soccer player. She must have some decent leg strength. and whatnot. So we're going to jump into that. Some people, by the way, have really laid into me for being as critical as I was about Sarah Fuller. I initially posted something on social media, and you know, you know some people got back to me, and, and they were saying, hey, we've got bigger fish to fry. We've got bigger things to worry about. This really isn't yeah, a big deal. So what? You know, who cares? And I thought about it. I dwelled on it a little bit, and I wrote down my thoughts, and I found out that, no, there is a bigger issue. Uh, there, There's a much deeper issue here than, than what is appearing on the surface. And, and I got to say, just real quick, uh, for someone who has play like a girl stamped on the back of their helmet, I'll say she really did. She really did play like a girl. So good for her. Um, now for everyone who is saying girls belong in men's sports now, because, uh, a, a woman went out there and kicked the ball. Um, allow me to remind you, she scored one point in her two games that she's started. One point. For a kicker, that's not great. Um, Usually there's going to be a little bit more uh, field goal opportunities, usually going to be extra points. So I I don't know if that says more about the team and their ability to score because they they haven't been scoring, therefore she can't actually get out there and and kick those extra points. But it does say that if they were in field goal range and they weren't comfortable with her, uh, you know, with her leg strength, that definitely says something about that. And not to mention that her first kick a couple weeks ago, went 30 yards, and it kind of was a line drive. I encourage you to go you know, go watch this just in case you're hearing the rhetoric like, oh, wow, she's great. She's out there playing amongst men, uh, competing at such a high level. She kicked the ball 30 yards, and she dinked an extra point. It, it barely made the extra point from the 20 yards or wherever the, the regulation is. So this is not a personality attack. This is not an attack on Sarah Fuller. This is an attack, like I said, this is an attack on a bigger issue which I hope uh, I can clarify as well as I can in the next 15 or 20 minutes. Um, I, I, like I said, I do realize some of, some of those things, right? I realize the, the team has to score you know, to put her in a, a winning position. Uh, but at the end of the day, she is representative of a what I like to call a societal delusion. All righty. Um, 
I have three points that I want to break down about a societal delusion. Number one, I want to talk about the corrosive effects of the societal delusion. Number two, I want to talk about how it's put into play in day-to-day situations. And number three, I want to talk about why we as Christians go along with it um, and also the demand of tolerance, which is the new new religion. And I'm going to talk about um, the new religion, which is tolerance and acceptance. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in some other episodes as well. So this is not the end um, that you're going to be hearing of that. So number one, the corrosive effects of the societal delusion. Everyone thinks that having a woman participate in a man's sport is okay. Actually, most people think most people think that it's more than okay. They think that it's warranted, needed, and actually beneficial. This is because of the societal delusion, which is that men and women are exactly equal. They are in terms of worth, sure, but in just about everything else, they're not. Science dictates that the two genders are male and female. Actually, the author of science, God, dictates that. But people have convinced themselves that inclusion and acceptance of all kinds, except for inclusion of truth, is the goal of human existence. So instead of selecting a more qualified male to be the kicker of, uh, for Vander- Vanderbilt, they went with the media stunt aspect. They went with a female kicker because I believe they knew that that would generate more viewership, that would generate uh, sponsors, sponsorships of some sort, that would, that would generate all kinds of things. In, in college football, uh, no news is bad news. Bad news is good news. Good news is good news. So you want news. You want attention for your program, right? Um, especially in this context, especially when it comes to making history. And as a side note, making history for the sake of making history is not always a good thing. And as a premise, is just not a good thing. I could be the first person to go do something horrifying uh, and, and make history doing it, but you shouldn't memorialize me for it. You shouldn't uh, put me down in the history books and uh, applaud me or, or laud me as a hero, which is what we're doing with Sarah Fuller. And I'm by no means equating uh, you know, mass murder or something horrible or whatever with a woman going out there and kicking a ball. I am equating, however, the premise behind it, which is she made history, therefore let's celebrate her. And that by itself is just not something to celebrate. Um, let's celebrate her achievements, which again is not making history being the first woman. Her achievement would be uh, breaking records as a kicker because that position, if men and women are truly equal, that position demands that she goes out there and she blows us away, right? If we're going to celebrate her for something. And that's why I think it's a little bit condescending to laud her as a hero. It's, it's very condescending. We're saying, hey, you have play like a girl on the back of your helmet and you are playing like a girl. And you're doing such a great job because you're out here kicking a ball when I could, you know, as a coach, Vanderbilt coach, I could select the offensive lineman to do probably a better job than you can. So I find that a little condescending for Sarah. And I personally, with all this attention, I would be offended if I were her. But uh, she's taking this in a, in a different way and she's taking that in stride. And she's, uh, she's back. She's now the face of a movement that backs her for this uh, – feminism movement, and that also is a different corrosive idea. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Getting back to the point on hand, um, the act of selecting a female kicker, let's just, let's pretend, let's assume it's for the media. Uh, This act has birthed the idea of another potential movement, and that is allowing and purposefully including women in the sport of football. You're going to start hearing, right, you're going to start hearing Different voices come out of, you know, different people coming out of the woodwork 
trying to get more women actively involved in the sport. And what you're going to see is you're going to see maybe uh, another Power 5 team. They're going to maybe allow a woman to be a third-string quarterback, which is a more important position, right? And so what's going to happen is she'll get her shot. And little, little things, maybe she completes a pass. All of a sudden, we're going we're gonna to celebrate that. Achieving simple things that most people can do and, and celebrating them simply because we've never seen it before. That's what we're going to be seeing. And instead of celebrating the, the first-string quarterback who maybe led, led the team to a victory and maybe a winning season or, or whatever, we're going to be celebrating not his backup but his third string for completing a pass, something he could do in his sleep. right? Men, and I'm going to say this multiple times, men are better than women at football. You're going to find, for every athletic woman, you're going to find 20 more athletic men to do that job, which is why it baffles me why Sarah Fuller is the kicker for Vanderbilt, when you can find 20 or more, probably everybody on that team, who can do a better job. And that again, that's not an attack on Sarah Fuller. It's an attack on the societal delusion that she's just as good as everyone else. And that's just false. That's just not the case. Biology dictates that that's not the case. She's not going to be as strong. She's not going to be as fast. She's not going to be as talented in that position. She can be for a girl. Yes, very much so. But she's out there playing with the young men. Um, so it's just inevitable. And, and like I was saying, you're going to start hearing, oh, we need a woman quarterback. We need a woman linebacker. We need a woman running back. Well, what happens when these biologically weaker vessels are, are out there among more aggressive males? Well, somebody's going to get pretty, pretty injured, injured pretty badly. And I don't want that. And... This is why, and that actually is exactly why, up until recently, the societal delusion hasn't been a popular motif. It hasn't been a delusion. Society said, oh yeah, women, yeah, they don't belong in football. But the new religion, inclusion, tolerance, acceptance, all of a sudden, women belong in football. Because if, if you don't accept that, you're violating the new religion. Um, so it's also corrosive, uh, because people more, more were, I don't say worthy, but more talented, maybe more deserving people, other men will lose out on their chances to, to, to play in that sport. If we're going to start seeing this, and this is just a presumption, but if we, if we start to see that movement grow, more deserving men will lose out on their spots. And we see this with, uh, the same concept in, uh, affirmative action. It's the same concept because more deserving uh, hit, uh, Asian Americans, and I hate using the term Asian Americans, but more deserving Asian Americans statistically uh, outshine basically every other race when it comes to scholastics. But because that's assumed, affirmative action is actually reaching a free hand out to people who are less deserving. And so those Asians are going to lose out their spots, and that's happened. that happens wide scale. Um, you know, it, it, it's harder for an Asian to get into Harvard. It's harder for a white person to get into Harvard um, because they don't have access to, to, excuse my French, dumb ideas like affirmative action. So you're going to start to see a little bit of that concept in the next couple of years as well. Sarah Fuller is just the beginning. Um, and another reason, um, 
or not another reason, but the next topic, you know, how we see that a concept like this, the societal delusion, how it's put in into a day-to-day situation. Well, Sarah Fuller is an example, but yeah, we also see more candid situations all over the place. They're actually integrated in TV programs, in TV shows. For the sake of time, I'll give you one example. In the show Parks and Rec, Leslie Nope, the main character, decides to equip the trash department with more females. The male head of the trash department understandably laughs and then explains that men mostly are the ones who apply anyway and that women just aren't as equipped to do the job. He's absolutely right. Women just aren't as equipped to do the job. They're not going to be as strong. They're not going to be as efficient or quick. Um, uh, And Leslie Nope is offended by this because women are just as strong as men. She's part of a new religion. And Leslie bests the trash man in a competition and sees to it that more women are added to the department. That's going to be detrimental to the department. I know it's a fake and fictional situation, right? But it is representative of the agenda that's being pushed. Um, just taking, taking what's there, addressing the fictional content within its fi- fictional context, that trash department is going to suffer from that decision. But because had men been hired, efficiency and quality of service would probably be higher simply because they could lift things quicker, lift heavier objects, and all around perform the job more effectively. Men are more equipped to do a job like that. Women are more equipped in other areas than men, and the same argument applies to those situations. The false religion of inclusion and tolerance breeds a societal corrosive delusion that everyone is equal and thinking they're not is hate. We see that all over the place. It's corrosive. And number three, just quickly, the new religion, tolerance and inclusion. You know, why, And why as Christians we go along with these societal delusions? Christians go along with this because we've been told that in order to love our neighbor, we have to accept them as they are. It's a heinous and heretical lie. Christians can't see that adopting the new religion of tolerance is a form of compromise that ultimately... Uh, I'm sorry, that ultimately denies the supremacy of Christ and his word. Christians can't see that. They can't see that adopting this new religion, and I call it a religion because it is a religion. It's a practicing lifestyle that believes in a higher power. You talk to everybody uh, who is not, uh, just about everybody is religious or spiritual. Most atheists, interestingly enough, claim to be spiritual. So everybody knows that spirituality exists. They use that in their new religion. They use that in their tactics and their agendas. And, and they, it's been quite effective because, because of the rhetoric that they use. What we see day to day to day to day is compliance for their agenda. Because they've labeled it. They own the rhetoric. If we stand up, if we say something against what we know to be false... We're labeled as hate. And back in the old days, back in the early church, back in the 1600s, back in the 1800s, that wouldn't have been a problem because the church was strong, because the church knew how to address these problems, and they had, they had to address them with a hammer and not a feather. And that expression it goes to say that it, within every church, every church is now, not every church, but most churches now, especially New Age churches, are corrosive in and of themselves because they're too accepting they have adopted the ideals of the new religion. Yeah, everybody's welcome here. We're not going to condemn anybody. We're not going to judge anybody. We're not going to hold anybody accountable. Everybody is welcome here to love each other. Guess what? That's not Christianity. That's the new religion. 
disguised as Christianity, but it's the new religion. And so the new religion, breaking it down, kind of bringing it back home here, home to home base, we see the new religion in even a situation like Sarah Fuller's. We, we better accept her. Okay? We better accept that she's just as good. We better be a part of that societal delusion. Because if we're not, if we don't, we're hating. At, per the rhetoric, the, the rhetoric, per the rhetoric, right? We're hateful people if we don't accept people. And when you break it down, that's just not the case. I know if you're listening to this, most of you, I would assume, probably agree with me. Most of you, I would assume, probably know that. But it's, but it's important not just to know it, but to, to apply it. Address it, even. Right? Yeah, Sarah Fuller does not belong on the football field with men. And I, I didn't even talk about the other aspects of what's going on, like the locker room situation. It's just inappropriate as well. And some of you might think I'm old-fashioned. Maybe it is. But that's just how it should be. Women and men need to be separated in certain categories. And, and, and many categories. Sports being one. It's unfair. It is unfair to bring a woman out to compete with the men. It's unfair to the woman. It's unfair to, the, to probably the more deserving men who, who would have taken that spot, taken that position. But let's flip it. Per the societal delusion... Not only do we see Sarah Fuller uh, competing in Power 5 Conference, but we see, and I don't have the specifics with me, but we do see situations where uh, trans people, right? We see men who are pretending to be women get approved because of their testosterone levels, get approved to, to to, to compete among women. That's still unfair. Their biological makeup is still different. Testosterone levels don't... They, they, they matter a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're still, the, the scales are going to be tipped in favor of a biological male every time because they have to come down to a level. And I wonder why. I wonder why. People, people know this. People know that uh, a trans woman, I, I, I get confused with the terms, a trans woman is, I mean, people know that a man pretending to be a woman has to, lower their levels to become less athletic in order to compete with women. People know that. And yet we still expect, or they, I should say, they still expect things to be equal. They still think things are equal. Oh yeah, men and women, equal. Even though he's lowering his naturally high testosterone levels uh, and bringing down, we got to level down that athletic ability to make it fair, that's a contradiction. And common sense, common, common, common sense says, no. Common sense says it doesn't make sense for a man to compete with women and call himself a woman and uh, allow women to compete with men because they're different. If Sarah Fuller was on an all-female football team and she was out there kicking, I might be a little impressed. But she's not. And I... And, to sum up again, I'm not impressed with the fact that she scored one point in two games. That's not impressive. Thanks for joining me. As always, it wraps up for uh, Season 2, Episode 2 here. Again, I'm Benjamin Tankersley, and I hope you join me next week.